0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Speak the Movement, a podcast where we share the mic with yoga practitioners, teachers, and business owners for more perspective and insight. My name is Libby, and this week we're here with Alvin Chung, who is a 200-hour, almost now 500-hour registered yoga teacher, Um, and he also runs a meditation community and group out of his own home. So this week we're here to talk with Alvin. Welcome, Alvin.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. So the first question I'd love to ask you is, what is Alvin's yoga movement all about?
1: Alvin's yoga movement?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. If it's people who practice with Alvin, like why people are doing that, then I think it has a lot to do with just an overall conscious movement of people recognizing that we need to work on ourselves or like we have lessons to learn and we're ready to handle them. And by, by some happenstance (laughs) end up, I end up running into them somehow or someone points them to me and and then we start talking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so that's a crazy thing um, in terms of like you coming together with this group of people and um, starting what you've started. So do you want to just give like a summary of yourself and what your offerings are?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, uh, in the, in the yoga space, I teach meditation on Monday and Wednesday. Right now we're doing all of the the events over the internet because of COVID stuff. Um, so that's, that's been a shift and, uh, pretty recently we, um, practice yoga first and usually I'll teach a yin or yin restore, do that for an hour take a 15-minute break. Now it's time to meditate. And it used to be more fluid, like kind of just herding the cats to go upstairs. Um, when, when it was everyone over here, uh, instead of yoga, we would eat, you know, like cook, cook, and then we would eat and we would talk. Um, now that's been replaced with a like solid yoga session. And uh, we'll move into a 10-minute intention-setting meditation where it's a time that everyone really gets to uh, focus on deciding something that's good for them at least for the week Um, and in what i've seen people friends will eventually find themselves setting the same intention week after week and that's i think that's where it starts getting super interesting is when we've gotten past these like tiny little things that we can chip away at and, like weekly, right? We find those things that are like, boom, 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 boom. Those were, those were the seemingly easier things to handle about you know the work that we're here for. But uh, when it starts turning into, oh yeah, I'm still working on this thing uh, from four weeks ago, those are, mm-hmm. that's where the real work is.
0: I, I feel like when I, First, kind of heard about um, you offering meditation and like doing this thing out of your house. I had expected to come and visit, and for everything to be like very formal uh, and structured. And um, and I didn't expect like when I showed up at your house, like everyone's hanging out on the couch, like cooking dinner everyone knows each other so it's like you step into this space where there's just like so much love um, and community. The aspect that I was so surprised about when I first came over was like what a tight-knit community that you had created.
1: (laughs) Yeah uh, it continues to surprise me too the (laughs) just like the happening of it Um, that kind of vibe there that we are ready to acknowledge the our real true work is um, is huge in itself. So having a bunch of people together in that specific context, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's what really drives that vibe you saw. Yeah,
0: I can definitely see like that common thread of everybody's here to like work on themselves, and you know everyone has their own separate, Personal goals, but it's shared in the sense that all of our, we're all there to work on our personal goals, right? Right. And so when you created the community, like, did you start around the thread of meditation, or was it like, I have this group of friends that's interested in yoga and meditation and spirituality, and so we created this, or was it, I'm giving this offering, and then you ended up with these people that is now this community?
1: It was my friend Casey who, so, so, um years ago i think now maybe five or six six maybe seven years ago maybe eight i don't know it's been a while but um a while back i used to be really heavy into raving and then just uh, parted my ass off and like, went around the country raving um and that was super fun and i learned a lot about myself and other people in that in that experience but then um I think I, you know, just eventually you become jaded to that kind of like (laughs) crazy kind of uh, experience that keeps happening and uh, decide not to anymore. But I held on to a couple of my connections in there. And one of my friends, Casey, one of my best friends, he, he asked me if I could teach him how to meditate. And I told him. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, like, legitimately, I I don't know if I can teach anyone to meditate.
0: Especially Mm -hmm. with like, no training at that point, just kind of like going (laughs) in blind, like, yes, I want to share this with you, but I want to do it right. Like, that's super intimidating. (laughs) So So you started with just Casey, right? And then a couple more friends were like, hey, I want to do this. Or you guys were like, or you were like, hey, I'm teaching Casey. Do you guys want to like, and
1: hang out with us. <laughs> no, Casey. Casey went off and told someone about it, and and <laughs> and and and, uh, and they asked if they could come, and that was that was Takuma. But yeah, Takuma Takuma comes by and he and he joins us, and mm. so it was it was maybe like um it was maybe like three or four months of me and Casey going out like me really actually taking Casey to every restaurant in the city, trying to order too much food for him. And then we would come back, because <laughs> Casey Casey is like a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we would eventually come back. And at that time, I I only had my bowls anyway. So so Casey comes by and we're we're doing this thing and I'm and guiding meditation with bowls at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So Takuma shows up. Uh, Forest eventually shows up, and Forest brings his gong. And this is now like maybe eight months into teaching meditation things or like just really not teaching just guiding because it's 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 hard to teach meditation it's it's easier to just be the light to uh that people can see that Mm -hmm. like hey this is what it looks like if you meditate right so balls uh gong showed up for with forest we played that gong so much it was clear that doing it at my place consistently would be the would be the spot and we eventually landed on Wednesday as like the day so
0: the four of you like bounced around places you settled on your place you settle on Wednesday and at this point it's still the four of you right but then it wasn't always just the four of you because then
1: yeah yeah it just from there it was um, people asking about what meditation is between the four of us who who have been practicing together and invitations went out immediately for, for a long time it was yeah if you have interest come over this is when we do it we'll figure it out and we used to keep we used to go out to eat all the time but when it started turning into like five six seven eight nine ten people then it was like well you know what, I'll just cook. <laughs> because yeah. this is like financially irresponsible and cooking at home is way more fun, so.
0: And at this point, are you like, oh my God, like I'm in over my head. I wasn't expecting this many people. Or you're like, heck yeah, like this is growing. Like, let's do it.
1: It, I It's, you know, I, there, there was never any goal for it. And it just kind of is a thing that I flowed into and just, you know, watched happen but it's something that i ended up doing uh, just without without hesitation for anyone who showed up showed up really sitting in the dark and being quiet costs nothing so Mm -hmm. to have new people show up was never a burden and it still isn't and i don't i just don't see it ever really becoming a a burden until we outgrow my house yeah, which I
0: feel like you're already on, pay- on track for that, because sometimes I come over and it's like the whole living room and kitchen is full. But <laughs> And so, yeah, I guess I also wanted to ask you, like why, like, why dinner? Like, why not just have everyone come over for meditation? Like, what is it about dinner? Or like, what keeps you coming back to doing dinner with everyone every week?
1: So, so it started, like I said, with um, me and Casey going out to eat and me trying to order too much. But, but in the, man, I built this, I actually built this house um, with that ex who picked that root bowl, and the kitchen is built for two-player, like, it's a two-player kitchen, like, I designed the thing, and I love cooking, love cooking, so it, it, it's not a burden for me to do that, and in fact, I really enjoy the chance to get to cook for everyone.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like that's such a rare thing to find. And it really sets your community apart from just like showing up in a studio and like doing an hour meditation and going home, which like, you know, amazing things happen in that space as well. But just that idea of like everyone is congregating together, like for what you would do at home with your own family, like in this space, and then you're connected from that point so that you can go deeper into self-inquiry. Um, so speaking of shifting into self-inquiry with all these people, you know, things are starting to get a little bit more complicated, right? And you're having to hold space for um, all of these human beings and the meditation journeys that they're on. So do you want to talk about some of that and how that experience has been
1: yeah um i learned you know, i've learned a lot about boundaries and that's uh i think that's something that we uh as a society try to avoid really you know because we have we have these like defined set boundaries where like um i guess you have to use this fork for for uh, for your salad right Like that's a boundary um, that people want to set. But like real boundaries though, where it's like, hey, um, by the way, that's not something that I'm going to be able to help you with, you know, and Mm -hmm. learning to be able to say that and having that for myself has been really important. So, and we all understand that the work is not being put on us by other people at this thing. It's, we are here presenting our work. And would like and, and some of us, you know, who are, who are sharing, which is most people would would love the input from other people. I didn't want to. I don't. I don't want to ever leave anyone to out to, you know, out to see on their own. If they're if they're coming, if they're coming to ask me about self care in in a context of meditation and what I'm sharing, and they want to follow that, then. Um, I am not necessary for your meditation, and neither is anyone else. Like this is a thing that you do for yourself. Like right? we hear, mm-hmm. we hear it all the time at the yoga studio. Like you're yes. here doing the work that only you can do for yourself, and that that it. We say we say it. Um, it's more rare that someone says it directly to you. What makes you think that I can help you? <laughs> like why why have you chosen me to mm-hmm. help you with your meditation? Because I want to know why too um because i can't for the life of me really come to a full conclusion on why anyone would ask me about these things i
0: feel like we all have a little sense of that right as yoga teachers um but it's just like you said like and it's really good that you've identified that with your students is that like um or not your students but like members of your community or however you see it Um, it's just that like the practice is within the student, right? And the meditation is within the student. The yoga practice is within the student. But it's our job to be here as a conduit and a space um, to practice that together um, and to, like, amplify that experience. And so I just appreciate that distinction and especially that you've, like, called it out so specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, another thing I find interesting is, So like Fernie, our teacher Fernie at Wanda West Yoga tells us um, you have to be careful when you go into meditation with people and you start getting into this like shadow work where you're starting to get to aspects of yourself or parts of your life that you haven't fully uncovered or that you've repressed, like that it's so important to be able to not just send someone out into that giant dark ocean and be like, okay, well now figure your way back to shore by yourself, right? It's Um, kind of that process of knowing that you're going to those places and like holding space for those people like as they come back to shore
1: I would say in the experiences that it that I've been requested to handle them um, I've I've never I've never failed anyone (laughs) yeah so that at least that's good like I could trust myself to keep trying uh, for for anyone uh, until until they get back, the the best thing I think we can do well when when facilitating another person's experience to be out in that void is to present that void or the everything or the nothing or whatever you want to call it as um, as groundedly and tangible and connected to this specific reality that we have right now as possible. I don't want to hear myself say something that's so far out in left field that it, like com- it, it, that no one can connect to it. Right. What I what I want to present in teaching meditation, I, I have to confirm and make sure that everything that I've um that I've said at least in the past like makes sense and mm-hmm. it's grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some, sometimes I say some things, well, and I'll catch them, i like, oh, damn it, <laughs> we have to, we have to revert, and it's okay, it and then, in. <laughs> hold up, hold up, that didn't actually make sense, let that go, <laughs> just like everything yeah. else, like, let that specific thing go, and then, right. like, let's, let's, let's keep going, because if yeah. you people out there with, like, the completely disconnected thing, then, um, that can really, it, it'll either drive them away, because they, don't understand what you're saying, or Mm -hmm. it could get them completely lost in a way that um, it feels hopeless. Yeah,
0: just um, working to keep speaking in a way that makes sense to people who've been meditating for a really long time and kind of have these, like, esoteric qualities in their head, but also speaking to someone who is, like, new to the journey of internal work and self-inquiry and speaking in ways that are more tangible to them. Um, Yeah, and so... In the vein of that, um, why the gong? What is the significance of the sound of the gong in meditation, um, and why were you so drawn to it?
1: Uh, actually, the gong was my first entry to yoga. Like, I didn't know anything about yoga and had actually never even heard the word before. And um, Forrest, he invited me to a gong concert, and this was this was a this was around the time I was pretty done with raving, um, but it was like a concert with gongs, okay. And I show up, and I I like don't know anything about yoga, but all of these people are showing up in all white and um, little animal pelts, and it's a it's a kundalini thing, right? Of course it is, because it's gong. Um, and this old old guy Matab is up there. Now now I'm friends with Matab. Um, but at the uh, from my perspective, Ben is this old this old dude with a wall of gongs and this I forgot who what the other guy's name was, but he he was dressed like a leprechaun. And it's the strangest thing. He was dressed like a leprechaun, but it was instead of green, his outfit was black. And he was walking around the room with a gong, and this is the strangest looking thing to me, but um, but I since everyone had something to sit on, I decided I was gonna buy a yoga mat because <laughs> I didn't have one.
0: Oh and my that was your first time ever buying a yoga mat.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I had to, I just stepped into this place and all of a sudden I you know now I have a yoga mat. And I've never heard gong before, but I I lay down and go for it and hear hear Matab out for what he what he has to say, and I zone out completely and I don't never I've never had this experience before. And it's so it.
0: what what was it that you or do you have words for like how that made you feel like what you were experiencing?
1: Well, it was it was really the first moment that in my in. In my life that I have been completely void of thought, like just completely um, in a waking state. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I kind of kind of snapped out of it out of, out of this hypnosis or trance, in the most pleasant kind of way, just surrounded by... People who I don't know, but they were all very kind, mm-hmm. and it it looked a little weird, all right, but it was pleasant, mm-hmm. and so I wanted so I wanted more of it. So I actually started started practicing Kundalini not not too long after that, maybe just like the next week. I think I went mm-hmm. I went back to yoga, yoga, did a Kundalini class, learned a little bit more, started doing some restore stuff, but so the Gong was my entry to yoga, and it and it had me hooked gong is cheat codes for meditation Mm -hmm. you want to if you real like or vibration really is right yes add when you add a an analog vibration to the mix when when you're quiet and just focusing on that right then Mm -hmm. uh much like we have like much like we talk about in yoga we have a drishti you know we're gonna look at a, like a really solid stable thing i think a bowl or the gong facilitates that for us while our eyes are closed and the information we're taking in is now strictly vibration
0: it reminds me of the concept of pratyahara like removal of the senses you hear the vibration of the gong you're completely like in this wave of sound and then you forget about seeing things you forget about like the feeling of whatever's underneath you and you're just focused on this kind of auditory experience
1: and yeah. i love that about
0: the gong so i can see how that got you um how that piqued your interest
1: yeah yeah i'm a, i'm a child of that vibration for sure
0: yeah <laughs> totally So then you end up bringing the gong into your space or you borrow your friend's gong. And then actually recently, y'all's community achieved something really awesome and raised some money to buy a new gong. So tell me about that.
1: Yes, Uh, so so we had forest gong here for a while. I ended up buying a water gong later on, like maybe a year or two after that. So we had two gongs for a while. It was very spoiling of everyone. (laughs) yeah if you haven't tried stereo gong yet it's amazing um (laughs) we did we did that for like two and a half years straight before forrest wanted his gong back it's it's a pain in the butt to move your gong around so it's fair and it and it's his so um so he took it and i think a lot of us find it difficult to charge money for Mm. something so um i don't know spiritual important Um, like something that's so helpful or so just Mm -hmm. so good like we know it's good so it's weird to attach money to it I understand that there are yoga teachers who deserve to get paid for it because anything that anything that's good needs some kind of sustaining right so yeah great. but for for me specifically I'm a I'm a software developer Mm -hmm. It, it pays well it's something that I can offer to people Um, without payment but in it gongs are very expensive so i bought i bought one and after we all had a taste for dual gonging for the longest time uh it wasn't too long until a lot of the group was like hey can we when are we going to get another one or like when is (laughs) going to bring its gong back and it's like i don't i don't know (laughs) and i also don't know when i'm ready to when i'm ready to um throw that amount of money onto uh, another gong for myself but uh, so i re- so i re- opened the idea and it was so beautiful to see because not not only did not only was it it welcomed and and like exciting for everyone but like everyone was so excited that it completed we completed our collection of donations in like a month and a half or something. Yeah,
0: it was fast and everyone <laughs> loves the gong. Like yeah. I just saw when we, when the pictures were sent of the gong in a group, group chat, everyone was like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, it's a very pretty gong. Uh, it's, from, it's from Italy. And they, I, I haven't, I, I don't think any of us has quite seen a gong, uh, has, has seen a gong quite like that for and it's it's not not only like really pretty for your ear but it's also visually um, stimulating which is super interesting
0: yeah it's beautiful i mean it looks like outer space it's gorgeous okay so you set your intention you do a little bit of movement you go into some meditation maybe a little bit of discussion here and there and you usually end with the gong right
1: now so right now it's yoga first intention setting with the bowls, and I, I specifically don't play the gongs yet. And then, uh, and then we'll talk to talk about our intentions and what we're working on. And people can say whatever or or not. Not it's not a requirement to share. But then, but then yeah, the the me- during our longer meditation session that follows the uh, intention sharing, I'll um, usually step through a uh, yoga nidra sequence where I'm guiding through the body to relax these specific parts of the body in this sequence. And um, by the end of that, you're mostly completely disconnected from the physical experience and just taking in um, the the vibrational experience that you're having. You know, you feel your breath. You feel the vibration of the floor below you the sounds that are happening and then I really drive home that vibration with the gong. It sounds like you're in a temple. It
0: seriously does. It's (laughs) wild. Like I can't even understand the sounds I hear from this gong sometimes. Like it it doesn't make sense that it's coming from this big metal disc. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's crazy so you play the gong finally towards the end and then you kind of like let people sort of like click off after that at some point. Um, so then how do you want to leave your students feeling after playing this song? I want,
1: I want them to, if they've fallen asleep to keep going <laughs> and keep sleeping. Yeah. Uh, I want them, if they have been able to get through it, to, um, to really enjoy that experience and take that, take, Take what they are experiencing towards the end of that meditation with them, right? That balance that we find, Mm -hmm. letting everything go, you know, like, just remember this is, this is actually where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So take the truth that you are here now with you as you continue moving, right? And if they haven't hit their meditation experience or what their expectations of it are i want people to know that that's okay but not not every time you go into a meditation session are you gonna you know go all out and like astral project yourself and i I, and i want people i want everyone to know that that's that's a part of the experience like if you if you just sat there and thoughts about the thing that is upsetting for you the whole time and just know that that's also okay as long as you're here trying to do the work then you are doing the work and that's that's all there is to it and it's a practice so keep coming and any emotions or feelings or thoughts or anything that's going on right now take that in log it for yourself you know subconsciously or consciously or on a piece of paper or whatever you want like log that for yourself in some way so you can track and see how your meditation practice is working for you um, over over you know when you started to now
0: yeah i think that it's so important to see like not to sit down at every single meditation session that you have and be like this is my goal and I have to hit this goal and this is what my experience is supposed to be and that's it. But just seeing it as a practice, as parts of a whole, and then viewing your journey from afar, like stepping back and looking at all these times and seeing where you started and where you've ended. And then you're like, oh, there it is. Like, sure, maybe not every time you astral project yourself into some crazy universe, right? But yeah, just like knowing that it's a part of a whole. I absolutely love that. And yeah, so what are your future prospects for meditation, for teaching yoga, for everything that you have going on?
1: Uh, um, For teaching yoga, for meditation and teaching yoga, I'll keep doing what I'm doing now. I'm so happy doing just exactly what I'm doing and facilitating and experience that um that i haven't found and that's been like really helpful for me to you know even in the seat of the person holding space that it's been it's been a wild ride um and it's been it's been it's been like a good wild ride so i'm i'm gonna keep doing that um one day i might teach somewhere if someone asks me to i don't know maybe you might someday but 'll we'll see <laughs> um, But I'm, I'm actually, right now I'm looking into um, automation, and I'm quickly realizing the thing that I've been talking about a lot over the last couple of years is about to become a reality because I'm spending time to do it. Um, and what that is, what that looks like is, you know my art has, has these LED lights in it and now i've got this these (laughs) google assistant speaker things all over my house that i can talk to um and and like tell my house to do things but what what i'm working on on the side in a more siloed out project is the ability for those google or alexa or siri or what whatever to take in the words during meditation session and modify the lights um in my art to animate with the with the well with your words so when you say breathe in it'll like brighten up and when you say out then it'll it'll drop and i think wow you know that i i think that kind of behind the eyelid um external input during a meditation session may be very very interesting in a in a help in a a helpful way to get people into their meditative state so like um drive the experience that it's okay to have your eyes closed you know like Mm -hmm. this is like this feels safe and and you're still getting this visual input but it's less it's less clear because it's coming from behind your eyelids, um, I don't know. There, there's some science behind it that I'm following, but the implementation part of it is the, is the part that I'm working <laughs> with.
0: Yeah, that's always the sticky part, right? That's, yeah. so are you planning on just, well, obviously using that for yourself and in, in your group, but is that a system that you feel like you would be interested in creating for other studios to use? Yes,
1: absolutely, that's that's my goal, right? Like I teach meditation, and I'm very deeply grounded into that experience. And when I have something that when I have something that is gonna that's gonna be like useful that people will use, then you'll find that code out on GitHub. And, oh my gosh! I mean, it's our it's already our on GitHub. So
0: ah yes, that's so great, <laughs> I can't wait until like every yoga studio in Austin has.
1: I don't, <laughs> do you have I a name you, you can you can help me come up with a name for it <laughs> you have
0: to think about
1: that <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but i can't wait until every studio in austin has your system and that is just going to be such a crazy experience and like i already know <laughs> you're going to nail it because that's who you are <laughs> as a person thank you <laughs> so um where can everybody find you
1: people can find me um you can find me on facebook Uh, Alvin Y. Chung, you can find me on Instagram, same thing, Alvin Y. Chung, uh, you can find me at naturalgeometry.org, that's my website for selling art, if you want art things, or just look at it even, Um, and there's a tiny little page on Facebook that I don't ever talk about, because I don't try to invite my friends to it, but if you're listening to this, that might be something for you. There's a Facebook page, if you search for Buddha Mental, like Buddha like rudimental Buddha-style thoughts for your mental health. Maybe you don't like... even
0: know about that one. That was
1: a <laughs> yeah. <good> one. <laughs> yeah, that one's secret. Uh, Buddha Mental, find me. Um, there's some funny episodes on there. People have asked me to record nap time with Alvin because I've been told, <laughs> nice. So there's some recordings on there where I read books, and um, I think I think it's good content heck yeah this kind of stuff
0: nap time with alvin (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank y'all for joining uh speak the movement and om shanti we'll see you next week
1: thank you libby
0: thank you alvin